This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Put that fire up, baby. Crank this baby up to 120 degrees Fahrenheit. I want to burn. I want to burn. How's it feel? Feels great. Feels great. Feels great. You know what I want lately? What's that, Tom? We've had a couple of days of really gross weather. Mm. But it's stuck at that like 34, 33. You kind of wanted to just say, I want some snow, baby. I'm done with this in between. I want some BS. snow, baby. Yeah. I want down a little there. white on the ground. Have we had any snow in Pittsburgh? Maybe yeah, like we had one, the one day. We had the one day, but I want some more. You know who's getting some snow? Who's that? You know who's getting some snow. Oh. I don't. Saturday um, night. I don't. Buffalo, New York. Dolphins, Bills. There's supposed to be like 10 inches on the ground for that game. I love a good snow game. So what, they'll play in 10 inches, but they won't play in 10 feet? Soft. Soft. Soft millennials, right? This new generation is just... (laughs) Hate them millennials. It's a disgrace. Hate them 90s kids. All right. Let's look at the San Francisco Seattle game before we get mm. to the snow game because I can't wait to talk about a good snow game and I can't wait that we we have Saturday football on the schedule too. I Not love just one game Saturday time. Football. We got all day Saturday essentially. San Fran wins the NFC West last night by beating the Seahawks, first team to clinch a division in the 2022 season. And I guarantee you they fall in your power rankings this week. They're out of it. <laughs> no, I mean this is huge for them. Yeah. To now, now know you're playing a home game in the first round, and quite frankly, with the status of the South, in fact, Tampa Bay has too many losses at this point. They're locked they're in at locked the very in. least at that number three seed, and they're only a half a game behind the Vikings for that number two seed as well. They're in a spot now where the Niners know where they're at, what they're going to be seeing as far as the seed is concerned. And they still have three more games left in the season. So mm-hmm. the Eagles have been in front of everybody all year long. They're 12-1. and one. But since the Cowboys are good, they can't have that kind of – like. I think it's pretty much almost a foregone conclusion the Eagles will be home field advantage. But they're not away from potentially playing almost every game on the road in the playoffs mm-hmm. because of how good the Cowboys are. Whereas the Niners, yeah, Seattle was a nice surprise, but the Cardinals fell off, the Rams fell off. This was really only their division once Seattle started to come back down to earth. Right. And Seattle. now they have their iron fist over it with three weeks left to go. And I, I, I just couldn't imagine them th- feeling better about themselves saying, all right, we got this Brock Purdy kid in. He won two straight games. He's starting to get some momentum. He won two straight games against NFC opponents, one against the division rival that's familiar with us. And now we have a home game in the first round of the playoffs, guaranteed, locked up, nothing you can do about it. It's. I think this is the best team in football. I, wow. I just don't I mean, know if, they, if you if can they trust they had them. Jimmy G, yeah. you'd say it's the best yes. team in football. And if he continued to play like he had been prior to his injury two weeks ago, because I think it was the best Jimmy G football we've seen all year, of his entire career. But they're so damn good. And I know you look at the score and you go 21 to 13, good old division rivalry matchup. They were up 21 to 3 for a lot of that game. And mm-hmm. did you sense the Seahawks getting control of that game at any point? No, because that touchdown they got at the end of the game to Noah Fant came so late, right? There was, it came with what, like four minutes left, three minutes left? So, no, there was no real threat when they got, what, to 13 points? I did not think there was any threat. 
of Seattle taking away that game. No, I didn't think so either. And that Purdy thing is just going to hang over everybody like crazy when you try to predict what the Niners do, when you try to predict the, uh, the way that the NFC playoff shakes out. Because they are on paper playing the best football. That's what now, like their seventh straight win since getting Christian McCaffrey. I think the Niners, Tom, should be a one-loss team. Because they're now on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven game win excuse me, seven game win streak. They started off the season three and four. Their losses came to the Bears, wah. the Broncos, wah. the Falcons, maybe. You know, maybe. But you expect the Niners to beat that team, right? The Falcons are better significantly than the Bears and Broncos. And the fourth loss is to the Chiefs. Really, there's one game on that schedule for them that I could see them saying, okay, they lost and they were supposed to lose and I have no problem with that. They really should be a one-loss team. I can't argue with that. They should have beaten all the teams that they lost to. 11-10 to 10 of the Broncos is tough. That was Jimmy G's first game, though, of the season. Or no, no, no. No, he, he played in. the Seahawks. Yeah, that's right. He played against the Seahawks. So there are some head scratchers, but it's not about really how you start the season. It's about how you finish it. And they're finishing. And, they finishing and currently it they're on a seven-game win streak. I think, Tom, it wouldn't kill me to see them lose to the commies. Like, I think the commies, it's a, that game is going to be a defensive juggernaut fest, right? But they have the Raiders and the Cardinals left. I mean, this team realistically should finish with four losses. Finish the season on a 10-game win streak. Unless, Unless they we... don't have to play anybody against the Raiders in the second right, last week. They, they don't have to yeah, play anybody against that. the Cardinals. Now, the thing that's keeping them still uh, alive is that second seed. They're only right, the possibility. I mean, Vikings. they're not so far back. For, if, if Dallas beats Philly, not this week. Or, is it this week or next week? Next week. Philly plays Chicago this week. And if Philly beats Chicago, that would be 13 wins. The Niners can only get to 13 wins. But it's not a guarantee. I guess it's not. that. Well, the Eagles don't have the number one seed wrapped up. Yeah, right. right, 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 So, I think that, I mean, there's a very good possibility, or not a maybe a good possibility, but there is a possibility they will have something to play for in week 17 and 18. Well, even if it is just to move up a seed, I think it's worth it. If you can go from the three seed to yeah, the two Yeah, that's what seed. I'm saying. I'm not saying to get the number one, but even to move past um, th- Minnesota. Then you're getting the second worst Minnesota. team left. The second worst team left available to you is who you're going to get. In the second round, if you get that two seed. And, and, and. You don't have to play. You're guaranteed if you win your first round, you don't have to play uh, Philly in Philly. That, but I was thinking more along the lines of a two seed guarantees you two straight home games if you were in fact win your first home game. So I think they definitely want to get that two seed. I bet they beat Minnesota no matter where they play Minnesota. Say, like, everything holds out. Say Dallas wins as a five seed, and then say Minnesota as three seed wins. Okay? So you got one versus five, two versus three. I think they could beat them in Minnesota. I think they for sure will beat them in San Francisco. You want to make sure you get that game in San Francisco. Because if there's any chance for the Vikings to beat you if you're the Niners, it's playing in Minnesota. I don't know if I see any team other than Philly beating them on the way to the Super Bowl. Right? Because Not Dallas? Because Dallas for sure is not going, uh, maybe not for sure. It seems likely Dallas will have to play as a road team in the playoffs, right? Yes. So but I Dallas do think they have a better versus... chance to get the one seed than the Niners do. Because they well, have yeah, a game if they beat, the, if yeah. they beat, and the Niners would just have to lose one more game. I don't know. Actually, I don't know about that, Tom. 
I just think because they play head-to-head, Dallas just has that advantage there. They can control one game. They're down two games to the Eagles. They I guess can get so. one of them on their own. Um, Eagles aren't. If the Eagles lose, it's going to be to Dallas. They or they'll have the one seed wrapped up and they won't play anybody. And then they the lose. Giants. I think it's to the, the Commies Gi- the or the Giants at the end of the year. Yeah. So the Eagles are going to lose a game, I think. But I think they're going to get the one seed. I, th- I think that's wrapped. Even if they lose to Dallas in two weeks, they'll still win out and get the one. Seed. To me, though, it, it just comes back to I don't see a team being better than San Francisco other than Philly. I think that needs to be the NFC Championship game. I think we would be kind of robbed, kind of like how we felt last year with Kansas City and Buffalo playing in the second round. I don't think that's going to be a possibility uh, this year, just based on the seedings. But I think we would be robbed if it's if the NFC Championship game does not include those two teams specifically. Right? I mean, may, I can maybe see the argument if Dallas does catch Philly and it's Dallas-San Francisco, sure. That wouldn't be horrible, but I still think Philly on the season has had a much better season than Dallas has. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. All right, let's take a look at some of the action coming up on the Week 15 slate. Saturday night or Saturday football, we got three standalone games, and they like increase in the order of, or they increase in how likely I am to watch them and how invested I'm going to be in them. At one o'clock, you've got the Colts and the Vikings. Uh, Maybe I'll keep a little bit of an eye on that one. You're going to keep an eye on it because it's the football. Vikings lose. It's and football. if the Vikings lose, things get really interesting per our conversation just now with right, the Right, with Niners. the Niners. Ravens-Browns at 430. That's good. It's relevant a, to us. Relevant to us. A divisional rivalry. And I want to see these Ravens. Are they going to keep just getting by by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin? Are they going to get to 10-4? and four? Or is, there... is someone going to rise up and finally beat them after they've been struggling for week after week after week? Someone not named Jacksonville beat them. We... We believe that it's going to be Tyler Huntley starting at quarterback, right? If even he's though, healthy. even I was going to say, as long as he clears protocol, right? I think he, I think I did see a report yesterday saying he did clear protocol. So if he's ready, he's the guy because Lamar's not playing. Yep, Huntley is out of protocol. You're right. So the way I view it, though, the Ravens got a really big shot in the arm last week, despite Lamar being out. Um, they, you can win without Lamar. They got Dobbins back. Mm-hmm. They got Marcus Williams back in the secondary. And they got Ronnie Stanley back, which I think is huge for that offensive line. Uh, if Dobbins is healthy and plays like he did against the Steelers, I don't think they'll have any problem. Yeah, I, again, I think, you know, you, you're talking about getting back all the guys from injury. I mean, yes, but that just shows. It wasn't like you had those guys for Lamar to use or for Stanley to protect Lamar, right? You can win with those guys and not have Lamar Jackson, right? Of course. Just because of the way that offense is designed, it's designed so well, and the and the execution also is perfect on the run run side of things that maybe you really don't – and maybe, Tom, that, that hurts Lamar in his contract negotiations, right? If they continue to win without Lamar. Because last year we know, we know why the, the Ravens – lost out right they lost their last six each of their last six games it wasn't just because Lamar was out it was because Lamar was out and I think Marquise Brown was hurt interchangeably week to week and we know they were without the entire time J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards and their secondary obviously was depleted but their O-line was obviously dealing with injuries on on that front but now that they have all those pieces back right Maybe it isn't. I mean, yeah, they depend on Lamar more so than any offense depends on one singular player. 
But if they actually have the pieces surrounding Lamar, maybe he's not that valuable. Maybe they can operate without him. They can win without him. As long as the other pieces are there. Especially against lesser teams. Yeah, like the Browns, I think... Deshaun Watson looked better last week than he did two weeks ago when he made his season debut against Houston. But he's not looking like Deshaun Watson in Houston, right, when he was tearing it up. He, he, he looks bad. Not time to panic yet if you're the Browns, but he looks like he's got some rust that he's got to work through. I mean, yeah, that happens when you take off two years of football. The nightcap, though. That's it, That's right? maybe one of the games of the week. So it's a must-win for Miami. I don't know if I'm ready to call it that. Really? I think they can lose and still get to the playoffs. Uh, I think their chances go way down. I don't know. I mean, the Chargers are, what, 7-6? and six, I need Patriots that FBI thing where, you know, it says if Miami wins, if Miami t- or loses, what are the chances there? Yeah. They're going to lose, by the way. Oh, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose this game. That's what I'm saying. I think you have to try. Like you have to win this game because it's three losses in a row, and then you still have the Packers. Not easy. The Patriots. Not easy. And the Jets. Not easy. What if Tom? Right? What if um, Miami started with an eight and three record, and they finished eight and nine? Is that possible? Do you think? Bills. Packers. Patriots. Jets. I don't think the Patriots are going to make it. I don't know if the Jets are going to make it either, honestly. I think the, the wild cards are going to come one from the east, the Dolphins, one from the north, one from the, north the, Ravens, the Ravens, the Ravens, and right. the Chargers, I think, are starting to figure it out enough to get to that next wild card. Who do you card. think any east teams? Other than the Dolphins. The Dolphins will be the, the one of the wild cards. But I don't think it's going to oh, be okay. a, a four, four and four. I, I think there's a better chance on the NFC side that you'll see all the east teams get into the playoffs. Well, those teams I think are better. The Patriots aren't good. Okay, like, but I ju- but, but you okay. but they keep winning. Wait, answer this question first. The Dolphins are at eight and three. Is there a chance they finish eight and nine? Bills, Packers, Pats, Jets. Say that one more time. The Dolphins started the season eight and three. Yes. They're on a two-game losing streak. So now they're eight and five. Is there a chance they finish eight and nine? With the remaining schedule being at Buffalo versus Green Bay, at New England versus the Jets. No, it's actually, possible. It's possible, but I actually see them going three and one in that stretch. Three and one. Yeah, they'll beat Green Bay, they'll beat New York, and they'll beat the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots are very good. I think if the Jets had Mike White starting all year, they'd beat the team in the driver's seat for that number one wild card spot because the defense is incredible. But yeah, I, it's a big game for the Dolphins, but. The forecast is calling for like 10 inches of snow in Buffalo. It it couldn't work out better for the Bills, right? You go down to Miami early in the season, it's like 150 degrees on your sideline. Josh Allen's dying of heat stroke. There's a play at the end for the Bills to potentially win the game if Allen can hit Isaiah McKenzie on one of the easiest passes in his life. And he oh, my God. There. But he was dying of heat stroke. Right, That's he why was. he couldn't get he the was. ball out there. Now you're returning the favor by having them come up to Orchard Park. But like, and guess what if what? it's the reverse? Ten inches of snow. What in if face. it's the reverse thing where Buffalo died in Miami and Miami got the win, and maybe Buffalo struggles in the snow and Miami can play there? Well, they both like to pass the ball a lot, so snow doesn't really. It's not exactly like snow is can do. It's but like I the, think maybe it's, it's snow, not like the Bills are the Titans, where like snow is conducive for us. We want to run. But maybe the the Titans with Mostert and Jeff Wilson does the help Dolphins, them. The Dolphins, you mean? Yeah. With, Did I say the Bills? The Titans, Sorry. you said. Oh. Sorry, Titans on my mind. Uh, 
maybe it does help Miami in a way because they are really effective on the ground. I don't know. I think it's a must win for Miami because I'm looking at the rest of their schedule, Tom. Like, I know the Packers have been crap basically all year, but Rodgers to Watson has been heating up recently, right? Big time. In New England, Bill Belichick, cold weather game, you could say maybe. They're still playing for something. Yeah, and so will the Jets probably by week 18. I just like, think the Dolphins. Okay, we we've, we've said, had a bad taste in our mouth. We've said road. so many weeks now in a row. Bills or sorry, Ravens Bengals will be the Sunday night game in Week 18. I have a feeling, Tom, the Bengals will have the division locked up by that point. It's possible, Tom. Sunday night game could be Dolphins Jets, just because maybe they'll both be fighting for that last playoff spot at that point. But I just think the Dolphins are better than the Patriots. And with the quarterback problem with New York, I think they're better than the Jets as well. I, I know that we've had a bad taste in our mouth for the past couple of weeks with the way the Niners played the Dolphins and then the Chargers really stifled Hill and Waddle on that Sunday night game. I tend to believe the Dolphins are more closely to the team we saw at the beginning of the year that were 7-0, and 8-0 with two as a starter until these last couple games as opposed to the teams we've seen the past couple of years. Like, to me, Tom, too, I understand the loss of the Niners. They were too Niners. good to be a fluke. I understand the Niners' loss. The one that questions or makes me question them is the Chargers because the Chargers have been the flip-floppy team all year, the one that you really can't put enough stock into just because they don't give you a reason to, and you lose to the Chargers. I mean, your, your offense was the most explosive offense for a month, right? Once Tua came back, that was as high-powered as an offense as we've seen all year. And then back-to-back weeks, only 17 points. I get it against the Niners. It's a great defense. We've seen that week after week. But 17 points against the Chargers. I mean, I thought Miami could have run away with that game. And they didn't. I don't know about run away with, but I, I think thought so. they win. I think that, I mean, despite the talent on the L.A. Chargers offense, I mean, Miami's just been doing it all season long. I think it's clear who our puke bowl is on Sunday. And I love it whenever it's a clear pupil. All right, hold on. I've been looking at the Saturday games. Give me a second here, Thomas. Um... Okay, I'm going to throw out a guess. Is it Cardinals-Broncos? Cardinals-Broncos. You nailed it. That okay. game stinks. I think okay, Ripian might know start what? You know what people, other people outside of Pittsburgh could be saying is the pupil of the week? No, no. No, no because, because the, the Panthers, Panthers have something the to play for. Yeah. yeah, that's why I didn't pick Saints Falcons either. Right, because well, that one I never that's pick a division. You never pick a division game to be a. Pupil. That's still my runner-up though, this week. I would say maybe Steelers Panthers at number three, if not number two. Bite your tongue, zip your lid. Buck Bengals Buccaneers doesn't intrigue me at all either, just because I think the Bengals are going to smash them. Yeah. But it's still you have a good team. Yeah, there. and the Bucks are winning the division. It's two teams that are currently <laughs> but in a playoff spot But it's also still you right have now. a really good team playing. Right. Like, you're not – I mean, you could say the same thing about Eagles-Bears. Like, that could be a blowout of a game. That could be a pupil just because it's such a bad matchup. Maybe even Cowboys-Jags, although it's in Jacksonville. We've seen, Tom, Jacksonville have this sneaky home field advantage. They don't win every game, right, at home. But we've seen them beat – teams that are better than them in Jacksonville. So maybe the Cowboys no. struggle a little bit. I think the Cowboys are going to potentially struggle a little bit against the Jaguars. The Jags are only a four-point underdog in this game, and I, I think they keep it close. 
Trevor Lawrence is good. Like that's that's he kind of good. what's been. But what's weird is that he's been coming on hot as of late, and in that time, Travis Etienne has gotten cold, ice cold. But if I'm a Jags fan, I will take my running back You're, cold for my franchise for my franchise quarterback. Like yeah, absolutely, any day of the week, hundred percent. Two teams that aren't going to make the playoffs this year. Jags are still alive, but I don't think they'll make it. But two teams that I think are going to be very happy with their season despite not being a winning team. Are they playing each other this week? No. Okay, because I thought you were going to say the Lions and the Jets. Well, those teams they're playing are, both they are teams playing. still could make the playoffs, though. But you're saying two teams that you think won't make the playoffs. Yes. So I thought you were saying— The Jags are one of them because they have their quarterback now. They see uh-huh. the future. They see the promise. And there's a lot of players on that team that, you know, if they just learn how to win, if they use their lessons from earlier this year— that team's good enough to probably make the playoffs now. They just need to figure out how to fine-tune some areas. And number two, Chicago. Because, yeah, you're going to be picking in the top three, but you kind of know who you have at quarterback already. Yeah, and you, you and got maybe your guy. you just go after an offensive lineman right. to just exactly say, hey, I got you covered for the next 10 it's years. It's best of both worlds. We're going to pick high, and we have our quarterback. Yeah, but I think Chicago obviously has a much better position in the draft. Than the Jags, for sure. And like I said, the Jags can still do something in the AFC South if the Titans want to continue to lose. They play each other again, remind right. you. And the Jags already have a win over the Titans under their belt. But I think they, they do some have, damage. They might have dug themselves a little too deep. I think so. I think they could do damage but not really make a, a legitimate push. However, Tom, let's not forget in our supercomputer playoff machine that we ran, our algorithm had the Titans winning the AFC South with a losing record. The Jags were only one game behind them. Anything is possible. You mentioned anything Ly- is possible. You mentioned Lions Jets. I'm very intrigued by that matchup. Yeah, because they both are playing for their lives here, and it's some best on best. Great yeah. defense versus an Great offense, offense that might be playing the best of any offense in football right now. Uh, the Lions are very much so playing for their lives, and we talk about Jags digging themselves too deep of a hole. I wonder if the Lions dug themselves too deep of a hole to yeah. the point now where they have it, to what, win, four, they have to win four straight games to get to 10-7 and seven to guarantee them a spot in the playoffs. If they can get to 10-7, and seven, I will guarantee you right now they'll be a wild card. If they lose another one and they're at 9-8, and eight, it gets a little bit more gray. They're going to need some help from other teams, I think. But I know you don't control your own destiny by going 10-7, and seven, but look me in the eye and tell me that a 10-7 and team is not going to the playoffs from the NFC. It's, yeah, I mean, it's happening. It's it's a weak conference, weaker than the AFC side, and I think 10 and 7 gets you in on the AFC side. So if it gets you in on the AFC side of things, it will get you in for sure on the NFC side. Some other games of note here. Let's look at uh, the flex I honestly game. think there's a case, Tom, to be made that the um, the Jets-Lions game is the most intriguing of this week. I will say second most intriguing. Behind Buffalo. Third most intriguing. Wow. I forgot about Buffalo and Miami. Dolphin, or Commanders and Giants is really intriguing to okay. me because I think that winner, Wins I think both it. can still get in, but, but the winner is going to be driver's seat, left lane, hammer uh, down, we're making the playoffs. That's going to be See, to me, Tom, I put it, I, I can see the argument being made for Giants, Commies, number one. But it's, to me, it's more intriguing than Dolphins-Bills just because there's more on the line for the Dolphins than there are the Bills. I think it's pretty much equal for the Lions and Jets. How about this little theory? Big Cat from Barstool and part of my take, he thinks that if two teams in the division tie in their first meeting, the second game should be worth two. Like in like the gates and tie? And, like skins and golf. Like 
Yeah, exactly. So, like, the winner of this Giants-Commanders game gets two wins, and the loser gets two losses. And, like, the tie just kind of – like, the tie disappears, and exactly. you just get the two – I kind of that's pretty funny. It's pretty nice, right? <laughs> pretty funny. You can only do teams. it against teams that play each other twice for division though, season. That's right, what it exactly. Means. So, and if the tie only happened in the first meeting, I don't. I mean, like, I don't. Yeah, right, right, right. Because if it happens in the second, you can't go back and retroactively yeah, right, 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 right. win. I like it. It's it's a it's a theory. It'll never be adopted. You know that'll be that it'll be something for like the the USFL for sure or the XFL, whichever one is still around. But not for the NFL. Outside that Giants Commies game and that Dolphins Bills game, I mean, and the Lions and the, Lions and the Jets game, not much of intrigue. But there's a lot of moving and shaking that can happen. And Titans Chargers, I would say. See, is, that's a game that I just like ignore. But you're right; it is massive as far as playoff implications are concerned. And I think the Titans are going to lose that game. I even say one for I mean, Pats Raiders. Pats got to win. Raiders. I mean, they're, they're done. Raiders are done. But yeah, are Pats got to win. Could cause some damage to the Patriots Vegas for sure. Is favored in that game by a point. The Chargers and the Titans, though, I think the Chargers are going to win that game. I think the Titans lose, but I think they're going to be done a massive favor by the Cowboys beating the Jaguars. Even though I think it's going to be a close game in Jacksonville. And but if the Jags too- beat the Cowboys and the Titans lose, that division is on like Donkey Kong at that point. Absolutely. Seven and seven, six and eight in yeah. a game against each other. So you say one game left, right? One- between the Jags yeah. and the Titans, yeah, and there would be... Is that the Week 18 game? Yes, Jags and Titans. Oh, maybe that's the Sunday night. I mean, I saw something somewhere. I Do you remember, I mean, of course you do, back in 2017, right? Divisional round, it's Jags at Steelers and then Titans at Patriots. And the Jaguars had won their game first. I had seen somewhere that if the Titans beat the Patriots and the AFC Championship game was Titans-Jags. The game should be played on Thursday night in colored rush uniforms. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Rubber stamp it. All right, let's get to our triple play of the week. I went 3-0 and last week. Wow, I don't look know at you. you know that. That brings my season total to 24-17-1. and You went 0-3 last oh, week. Oh, my you know that? God. That brings your total to 16-25-1 on the season. You're running away with it. I am running away with it, and I'm going to take a team that I was all in on last week. They did me well. I'm going to do it again this week. I will take on the road the Lions giving a point. Road underdog, a road favorite, I mean, to the New York Jets. I got the Lions covering that one point. Lions winning that game outright. Um, I'm going to go with a pretty wide spread here. I'm surprised it's not more so. I'm going Eagles minus nine on the road to cover against the Bears. Stop, Bears. Stop, Bears. Eagles have been sledgehammering yeah. teams lately. And the Bears defense, we know it's it's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. I will take the Giants plus four and a half wow. against the Commies. I think probably the Commies win that game, but, dude, that game's a field goal at most by whoever wins that thing. So give me four and a half points, and I'll lose by three gladly. They're, I don't see the Commanders yeah, I'm winning surprised by a touchdown. It's, it's at four and a half. Like a two, a two and a half, I'm a not gonna pick. Like I'm not going to go against you there because I don't see that game being won by more than a field goal by exactly, Washington. Exactly, exactly. So I'm not going to pick against you. Uh, I'll go a four o'clock game for my second pick. I'll go Cincinnati oh. minus three and a half. Oh, I take your last yeah. one. That just looks too low to me. They're gonna yeah. win a touchdown. I mean, maybe Vegas is giving a lot of credit to the Bucks defense. Yeah, the Bengals offense don't care who your defense is. Right. Oh man, now I gotta scramble for my next pick. You took mine, you bastard. bastard, bastard. Oh my 
pick? Who am I gonna pick? Who am I gonna pick? You know who I'm gonna pick? Where are you going? I'm gonna take the Ravens plus three in the Cleveland and Brown the Cleveland and Ravens game because I think the Ravens are gonna win that game. That's even though they're pick. the underdog. That's a good pick, Tom. I kind of agree with you. That they're gonna win that game, yeah. the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. That's been a tough position here. You got the Eagles, you got the Bungles. You know, every week I feel like I make smart picks and then it comes and back to bite me in the ass. Ooh. See, there's one game I wanna I want to go Chargers minus three, but I don't know if that's right. I might have to I I could think I could push on that game maybe. Um jeez. Alright, I'm gonna try this one. I usually stay away. I'm gonna go Kansas City minus fourteen. I'm going two big old spreads for this week. That's saucy. Fourteen points. Sauce. They they can do it though. Any team can. I think it's Green Bay. Do you want to talk Green about the Rams Bay? and the Packers? Sorry, I was just going to say, do you want to talk about the Rams and the Packers game at all? No. <laughs> but yeah, if any team can cover a 14-point spread, if I had to bet on any team to cover a 14-point spread, it would be the Chiefs. Maybe the Eagles, but I'd I think the, just I the, mean, I'm picking both the Eagles at minus 9 and Chiefs at minus 14. Taking some big spreads this I week. said I was. All right, Steelers and Panthers, 1 o'clock kickoff in Charlotte. I've been telling you I don't like this matchup all week. You're going to see another ugly Steelers game that is run, 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 low scoring and boring. And I think the Panthers boring. are going to win. I got Carolina 20, Pittsburgh 16. Wow. I'm going to go Steelers in this one. I know it's a bad matchup for the Steelers in terms of the Panthers' run success. But even if it's Mason, if it's Mitch at quarterback, I'm going to go with the Steelers on this one. I might flip the script on you. I might say Steelers 20, Carolina 16. Did you miss any of our show today? You can download full episodes of all of our SNR podcasts, like The Drive, In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, The Blitz with Wes and Motes, The Steelers Standard with myself and Jacob, and many, many more podcasts. All of them are available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy the football this weekend, Steelers and Panthers at 1 o'clock. I hope the Steelers can get a win, even though I don't think that they will. Prove me wrong. You hate the Steelers. Just Let's admit it. have an egg on my face Monday recording session of the podcast. I am all for it. For Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Opperman. We'll talk to you next week on the Steelers Standard.